Hi, hello, 801 Horror Occult listeners. It's kind of new. It's just I, Kira, and tight pants for now. Occasionally, Mary Postmortem will be joining us, but mostly she is now with the Phantom of the Tracks, haunting your eardrums and probably shaking her head at my job. <laughs> so it's going to be a little different. We're going to have more guests, co-hosts, like last week you heard Marty Who Likes to Party, my hairstylist. Yeah. Talked about haunted salons. It was a fun time. Been in the latest haunted salon numerous times. Weird stuff, especially that bathroom. Last time I was there, it was weird what happened. But we'll discuss that with her another time. <laughs> I can't remember if we discussed it there. I don't know. Anyways, it's cold. I'm coming to you from the office solo, and normally I'd be at my regular job, but I have to be quarantined until, you know, things go away, or figured out, all of the above. Yup, good old pandemic. So, I've decided to take this to a new direction today, because not feeling well. I always have really weird dreams. Really, really weird. <laughs> so I figured today the topic would be <laughs> dreams. The weird, the wacky, the horrifying, whole crazy chaoticness of dreams. I'll tell you some of mine. I'll get into the science of dreams and we'll still have the playlist and we'll still have a silver fox which i'm super excited about because hell yeah i'm cold i'm frozen to the bone from my neck down i'm pretty sure i'm turning into a white walker i'm pretty sure i'm game of thrones in real life yep but my head is on fire so I'm pretty sure that's the only human part of me left, and it's like this epic battle with the body part of me <laughs> that is a white walker, and they are battling of who will win my whole body. I got a big head, so it's a big battle. <laughs> so big. I guess I don't need my glasses right now. It's just me. I don't need to really look at the screen. Not that it matters. You don't even see it. But yes, dreams. What kind of dreams do you have? Do you often have scary dreams? Do you remember your dreams? Or do you think you don't dream at all? Or do you always have happy dreams? What kind of dreams do you have? I would like to know. Yep, it'll be fun. I'll go over a lot of my weird ass dreams, which will entertain you all because everyone that has heard them was highly entertained. Um, I'll constantly complain about how cold I am. <laughs> I am frozen to the bone. So, we're going to go over dreams. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, let's get the nerdy dream stuff out of the way before we get to the fun, entertaining stuff out of the way. Dreams. What are dreams? Why do we have them? Why are they so weird? At least mine are. Are there meaning? Do... Certain dreams try and warn you about things. Can certain dreams cultivate some creativity in your noggin to make great things once you're awake and your subconscious is allowing your consciousness to take over? 
Who knows? I kind of know from the research I've done. Not fully, though. Sleep and dreams are still very, very... Hmm, what you say? How you say? A mystery? For the most part. We're learning more and more with technology and of modern medicine these days, but... So... Let me look at my notes that I did really early because I couldn't sleep because I wasn't feeling good. La la la. Just for you. That's the song of me complaining. Woo! Alright. So. Dreams. Why do we dream? What happens? All that other crap that only some people probably want to know. <laughs> What's your... What's your say on these? Let's put some questions, plant some seeds of questioning into that noggin of yours. Um, do you believe dreams have a significance? Have a meaning? Anything like that? Most people do. No matter what culture. Everyone. And then some are just like, meh, it's just your brain going crazy. Which, yes, part of it, yes. But there's reasoning behind it. And animals. Can animals dream? A lot of their sleep um, functions and the the phases of sleep that they have are a lot like human. Not all, but a lot. So I think that everything can dream. We just can't ask them and get an answer fully because, you know, they can't talk. <laughs> so we don't know. They can talk how they talk, but they can't come out and fully tell us. We just guess. Because that's what us arrogant humans do. We just guess. <laughs> Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're way off. Alright. So, back in the 19th through the 20th century, there was a study for sleep called, I think it's irology? I Irology, I don't know. I'm dumb. My brain's stupid right now. I can't pronounce it. You can Google it if you want the actual whatever. <laughs> but it's basically the study of sleep. And it's getting more serious these days. Like they're actually doing some research on it. And you can scan the brain and see the activity while you're sleeping. And it's actually pretty fascinating. I have a headache. <laughs> so it's hard to follow along. But you know, makes sense. And some of it's what I've heard before. But there's famous um, scientists or people, professors, whatever you want to call them. I wouldn't necessarily say they were all scientists, but like Monsieur Sigmund Freud. He's a part of that clique where they're like, yeah, let's investigate dreams. Only he thinks everyone has these weird thoughts about their mom. Yeah, when really he's the weird one with the thoughts of his mom. You dirty bird. Yep, he's got a creepy fascination with this diddling his mom. And his work wasn't really taken serious because, you know, he wants to diddle his mom. <laughs> he thinks everyone wants to diddle his mom because he's crazy. But lately, they've been studying more into that and they've come to realize that a lot of his stuff really wasn't that far off and he's not full of just craziness. Like he actually had some good points and stuff. Which he was actually right about for some things. <laughs> Hopefully not everyone wants to do their parents. It's gross. <laughs> Hello, Lannisters. <laughs> Alright, so 
Now they can study the brain and see all kinds of fancy wancy things. So we'll get into a little science thing that I thought was really cool that I actually found first before other things. Now that the scientists have looked into the Freudian psychology um, with modern techniques and they realized that the, the mother lover Freud actually wasn't as far off. And he's onto something with those dreams. I mean, some of the things he's still way off, but he's closer than a lot of us. Not many people truly know and still won't know all that sleep and dreams entail. We know basics, but we don't know everything. Now that we can scan the brain activity while sleeping and pretty good scans too. We realize that, or you can now see the activity of the brain scans that most of it is done unconsciously while you're sleeping, obviously. So you want some fun facts of this brain placement. So when they did the study to see about the dreams and whatnot, the placements, here's some fun fact brain placements. So your ego, basically who you are in your brain and whatnot is right behind your forehead in the prefrontal cortex. I'm sounding like an oh shit. Woo! Yes, so that's right behind your forehead. So <laughs> if you wonder who you are, wonder right behind your forehead. And then your desire area, aka where the libido is and whatnot, is at the center of your brain, which you can get like poke it around but yeah it's like center of your brain well not center center but in the center somewhere over there yep because my brain hurts and it's like not unveiling the secrets of where it's at exactly next part our consciousness where is our conscious part of our brain <laughs> it's right behind your eyeballs yeah that's a weird spot now that we know where those basic things are that I only need to point out for dreams, so you have a slight idea of stuff that I will be talking about. So there you go. Now you know. Insert rainbow here. The more you know. <laughs> now, with our fancy scans, we can now, in real time, see the brain work. Um, and what it looks like, how active it is as we dream and sleep. So, where in the brain do your dreams come from? It all happens in the back of your brain in a primitive part. So, when you're asleep and you dream, not every part of your brain is still awake and functionable. No, parts of it shut down so then the other parts can take over and run wild. <laughs> All of your prefrontal cortex, you know, just like takes a nap while you're taking a nap because it's tired. It needs to unwind from your crazy days because you stress the shit out of your brain. Some of it's you, some of it's other things, but it's mostly you. <laughs> so, so it shuts down. So, and your ego part shuts down. So basically everything that is, you know, logic that tells you like, no, this isn't right. This is weird. All shuts off. It's all napping. So the back primitive part just runs wild. And what part is that? That's like all your, that's where the fear part comes from. That's where all the emotion part of your brain, that is what takes over at night when you sleep 
and dream, whether you think you dream or not. All of it just runs wild, runs free. So basically your front part's like fact checker and it's like slams down your crazy notions like no, 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 that's not real. That's why your dreams are insane, at least mine. So when you're asleep, the active part of your brain is called the amygdala. And that's the part that runs wild and causes all the crazy dreams. That's where all the, that's the emotion part and the fear part. So that's why your dreams get real crazy because your frontal cortex and your optical cortex where you're conscious and the ego part of your brain, which that makes you you that you use during the day is asleep. So the back part, the, the amygdala goes crazy with what fear and emotions that's all the part of your living sponge in your giant head at least in mine so that's that's why like or the science of dreaming so now we'll get into the phases of sleep i know i'm kind of boring myself too i'm sorry i promise we'll get to the fun stuff so in case y'all didn't know, there's four phases of sleep. There's NREM1. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. NREM1. Blah, blah. NREM1. NREM2. NREM3. And REM. There's the four stages. And did you know that scientists say it takes about a half hour before you can actually dream? And I know some of you are probably saying, but as soon as I fall asleep for like a nap or whatever, I can start dreaming and that's like 15 minutes. There are different dreams for different cycles of your sleep, which is kind of weird. So to clarify, the dreams that we're talking about, the most vivid, the most creepy, the ones that seem the most real, those are the ones when you're in actual REM. REM 3 and REM 3 is where all the dreams take place, but REM, which we'll get into, is where the most vivid and realistic dreams happen. But we'll break that down more. Okay, so NREM 1 is about 5 to 10% of your sleep, you're in NREM 1. This is what they call the transition to sleep. It's where you feel the in-between of being awake and falling deep into sleep. But in this stage, you can kind of experience like strange sounds, like strange textile stuff or feelings, um, visual things, like just crazy things. Just like strange things. Okay, it sounds like all the sounds and feels. Like, you can experience that with the Enron one sleep. Um, you can also experience hyponogic. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. Probably not. It's like hyponogic or dogic. It's weird. I feel like Ron Burgundy when I'm saying gogic. Hypogogic. I'm just going to make it. Um, hallucinations. And that's like the weird stuff happens. Like, you can hear someone talking to you, but you're... But it's like a weird thing, like thunders talking to you or something like that. And then there's um, like hyponogic, <laughs> however you say that, um, jerks. Okay, so the hyponogic jerks are when you're like dreaming like you're falling off a building or whatever and you jerked out of sleep. 
which most of the time is caused by like caffeine or whatever if it's like from naps but that is a hyponogic jerk so like you're falling off a building and shit like that and it felt real and you wake up and you're like oh oh thank god I didn't fall off a building I'm alive to see another day yeah so that's what that is if you have that a lot probably should lay off some caffeine if it's during a nap and REM 2 this is about 45 to 50 percent of the sleep cycle that you get um in the sleep cycle you get I should say it's a deeper sleep you're much less aware of your surroundings than in the NREM 1 but you're not as deep as if you would be in NREM 2 stage I mean NREM 3 stage (laughs) so this is where like you know you're less aware of the surroundings and there's not much dreaming going on but you can still have dreams in this state but it's not like not really a dream it's more or less just your brain talking like thinking not an actual storyline like most dreams have or like storylines that don't make sense but in the dream they make sense because you're weird as hell yeah so that's it so that's the NREN2 stage so the NREM3 <laughs> stage is about 15 to 25% of the sleep cycle. This is what they also call the slow wave sleep. This is the deepest part of your sleep um, where your heart rate like drops significantly, the breathing slows. So this is the state that old people are in and you think they're dead, but they're not. They're just in NREM 3 state. Unless they are dead, then they're just dead and they're not in any state besides dead. (laughs) But, so this one slows everything down. This is where, this is the stage where, and I'm shouting out to you guys who all fall in these categories. This is where all the sleepwalkers, the sleep talkers, the bedwetters, and the people who suffer from night terrors all this happens in the NREM3 stage. Where are y'all at? I'm so sorry you guys have to deal with that. But I want to hear your stories. So if you have any good stories, please, please message us and let us know. Because we would love to hear your stories. And if they're good enough, you know, we want, and you're okay with it, let's share them. It'll be fun. Let's all share our craziness. I'm going to share my crazy stuff today. Oh, side note, side tangent while we're here. So, on the Podbean page, we had a listener. Hey, Teeny. I told you I'd say hey, because you want to know why? Because she's probably our only listener that also enjoys kimchi like I do. (laughs) If any of you also like kimchi, let me know. You can have kimchi shout out too. Woo! But she's our first and foremost, most loved kimchi fan. Hey, Teeny. Alright, back to the boring science of dreams (laughs) my chair is talking by the way now let's let's take a little gander down the night terrors territory kind of explain it just a scotch for all you who haven't experienced which i have not experienced thank god because they sound horrible especially if you get them a lot night terrors like to run rampant in this nrem3 stage it's not like a nightmare it's kind of different it it's it's more like sleepwalking it's where you feel you can feel panicked and threatened 
And those kind of behaviors are so strong that they wake you up. And crazy shit can happen. I'll have to cover a sleepwalking episode at some point. I have never sleepwalked either, so I can't give any personal things. But there is a funny TikToker, Selena Spooky Boo, who they have um, cameras up in her house. And she posts a lot of her sleepwalking videos, which are the only things I watch on TikTok. But I deleted TikTok because, you know, you don't get shit done when you have TikTok. Everyone who's into TikTok, all y'all know, you don't get shit done. That's all you do. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. So I had to delete it. Okay, so part of this NREM3, as the other two previous parts of the sleep cycle, you're less likely to dream. When you do, it's less vivid. Not really a story. It's still just your brain talking, which mine talks a lot. Be it sleep or not. So yeah, that's that's NREM3, your deepest cycle. And now for more math. <laughs> now we enter the last stage of sleep. But just know that this cycle keeps repeating itself throughout the night until you actually wake up for the day. So this in REM state is about 20 to 25% of your sleep cycle. It is called, I think, the paradoxless state. (laughs) This is where your heart goes back to normal, like your heart rate goes back to normal, and your breathing goes back to normal. So, you know, you don't look dead. (laughs) It's a lot less convincing to be dead in this cycle, but you have rapid eye movement, so it looks like your eyeballs are tripping out. Yep. Or they're at Coachella on acid. I don't know. I'm not... I don't see my eyeballs doing that and I don't watch people sleep as their eyeballs do it. So I'm not creepy like that. (laughs) But that's just what I hear. (laughs) So in the REM state, this is where you're going to have the craziest dreams, the most vivid dreams. One that you're like, I swear it was real. I swear it. I swear it to you. (laughs) So in case you're wondering, it's it's where everything goes nuts. You know, because the front's just out. (laughs) like a light. Do you say that you don't dream? Or do you have days where you're like, I don't dream? No, I don't dream. Some days I feel like it. No, actually you do have dreams. It's just most of the time we don't remember them. Yeah. So even those who say you never dream, liar, you dream. You just don't. You're not aware of it. (laughs) So it's like a, you still dream. You just don't know it. A lot of them, like you can When you wake up and you first remember your dream, if you don't write it down within 10 minutes, you usually forget it or you forget parts so your dream's not quite as accurate. So that makes it hard to like, you know, decode your dreams and do whatever you dissect your dreams and their meaning if there's any and whatnot. Things can get all mixed up and jumbled if you don't write it down within the next 10 minutes of waking up. So keep that in mind, those who do dream logs, you better dream that or write that shit 10 minutes. No longer than 10 minutes after you wake up. Or you're like some who just don't remember any of that shit. Which kind of a person are you? Do you dream a lot? Do you remember your dreams, I should say? I'm about 50-50. So then after this fun dream cycle, it just repeats itself from this um, NREM2 
back to REM state and it just repeats and repeats. But as it repeats, the NREM2 and the NREM3 shorten more and more so REM and the REM cycle gets longer. So actually, that is where you get your super vivid dreams like right before you wake up that feel the most real and stuff. It's then because your REM is longer and your body's just like, yeah. <laughs> but the states where you mostly like sleepwalk and stuff are in, in REM 3. So when you're in the NREM 3, the at more the towards the beginning stages of once you fall asleep, that part's longer. And that's where the sleepwalking and the bedwetting and all that happens. But the vivid dreams the super vivid, realistic ones are right before you sleep or right before you wake up because that's when your REM is the longest and it doesn't have to share all your energy and time with the other cycles as much. It's like just stealing all the credit. It's like, give me this, give me that. It's pretty much what white people do to everyone else on earth. It just takes and takes until there's no more and then you wake up. Thanks, white people. I'm included in that. Sadly, we have no control over our skin color, but we can control how we act. Don't be a dick. <laughs> and share. Sharing is caring. Okay, people? Alright, so now we have some dream facts. Dreams are more often, if not weird, are pretty negative, which comes, which comes in the nightmares. The nightmares. Dun, dun, dun. Did you think I was going to say Nightman? <laughs> if so, ha, hey, sunny fans. <laughs> I'm going to go pop my cat eyes in. I'll be back. <laughs> so, so now that we've gotten into, you know, half of your dreams are negative. So it's like, no, nah, you don't have just positive dreams. It's half and half. You just probably don't remember most of one or the other which it's better to just remember positive dreams and not negative dreams but it happens half of them are negative suck on that bitch <laughs> so let's get into the nightmares which are different from night terrors but these ones have such a negative effect that you wake up but it's not as much of a physical response as night terrors because night terrors like super physical Nightmares are just, that's fucked up, dude. That's unnerving. <laughs> so, the things that can be in a nightmare, anything from fighting, cheating partners, violence, being followed, which I'll talk about those things, um, humiliations, death of loved ones, epic disasters, etc., etc., etc. So, those are all part of the nightmare realm. Or, you know, looking in the mirror like I do. Ah, scary. I'm just kidding. I don't break the mirror. I'm fine. <laughs> so let's cover some dream facts. And then, then we will get into the fun parts. Here are some fun dream facts. Did you know that you can only dream familiar faces? So even if you wake up, and this has happened to me numerous times. Like, I'll wake up and it's like, ah. Oh, there's this guy who's awesome. I had him in my dream and we fell in love or blah, blah, blah. Whatever you want to insert the scenario of 
like and you think you've never seen them before and you can swear you've never seen them before uh-uh apparently your subconscious can only remember faces it can't make them up so at some point whether you realized it or not you have seen every face that you have dreamed but then that makes me wonder is it truly because you're not aware that you've actually seen this person at somewhere at some point or its face be it internet tv walking around whatever you know going to a pub whatever but um is it solely just that or is it if you're into the whole past lives thing did you see this face in a past life since you only dream familiar faces and you don't make them up well your subconscious can't make them up Hmm. food for thought so I would like to know this I want to know (laughs) what about you do you guys dream all kinds of crazy dreams with all kinds of crazy scenarios with people that you have no idea that there are them and what about the people that are supposed to be the people you know like right in the real time and right now but the faces are different what does that mean I don't know (laughs) I really don't but if you know please tell me I would like to know next fact please (laughs) dreams can change history how you may ask how do dreams change history no it's not like a premonition dream i mean we'll get into that for a little bit in a little bit all the little bits (laughs) but so the dude who dreamt up google made google happen so google happened from a dream The inventor of the sewing machine also dreamt of the sewing machine. Tesla's um, alternating current generator, he dreamt that shit. And then, guess what, all my nerdy, nerdy, nerdy fans? The periodic table of elements? Yeah, that was from a dream too. Hmm, Good figure, huh? Who'd have thought? Like, what? Have you ever had any dreams that you made legit? that that changed your history I want to know so message me so does my chair my chair wants to know Mary and the phantom probably want to know everybody we all want to know because we're greedy oh oh and for all my fellow nerds in the whole other science field the DNA double helix also came from a dream suck it so Also, when you dream, do you think you tap into a whole other side that's not just your subconscious, but like if you're into the whole weird thing of like, you know, visiting other dimensions or places with your mind, like kind of like astral projection, but not just your brain can travel. Do you believe in that? Do you think that's where those came from? Or do you think it was merely just an actual thought? And then you cashed in on that. Inquiring minds want to know. My inquiring mind. I would like to know this. Let's see. As I'm sure most of you know, because almost everyone deals with these two things these days. But dreams can be a sign of anxiety and depression. Nailed it. (laughs) It's your body's way of releasing like sleep is your body's way of you know detoxing your brain 
and shit from the stress of the day and regenerating itself. So, you know, of course, like, that's how, maybe that's how your subconscious deals with it. Because that, like, can help you learn how to deal with it in one way or another or give you an idea to change your history by having to deal with this in one way or another. I don't know. Dreams, they're weird. (laughs) Dreams can also um, recharge your creativity. Be it art, music, anything artsy-fartsy, crafty, or even just how to solve your problem, kind of like I was saying. Like, it'll give you another perspective, maybe, and then you can solve your problem that you're going through or whatnot. So there's another helpful thing for dreams. Some people dream in black and white. I've dreamt in a few black and white dreams. I don't remember what happened, but I remember waking up going, well, that's weird. It isn't black and white. That's more common with old people because they were more exposed to just like, you know, black and white film and photos. But nowadays, everyone sees everything in color. So it's less common for us younger people. But you can still have black and white dreams. I can attest to that one. And I don't watch black and white things. Sometimes I'll read black and white comics. So I guess that works. Now let's get into some premonition dreams. Do you believe in premonitions? Like the dreams? I've had some weird premonition dreams. But it's always about family members dying. And then they die. (laughs) Not fun. I hate those dreams. Every time I've had a dream... About a family member dying or someone close to me dying. Then they will die. Anywhere from a few weeks to a few months after my dream. Sometimes it was a few days. But the one that was the most creepy was when my grandpa with the giant head died. (laughs) I love both my grandpas very much. So they both were my favorites. (laughs) It wasn't the one who like married a lot of different people not all at the same time he's not polygamous he just it took him a few lot of tries to find the right lady (laughs) but I got my mom and all my cool aunts and uncles out of it (laughs) but this one is my dad's dad the big head yep he like I remember I was a kid and I dreamt that he was dying in a hospital bed it's like I was there and then Then I found out he did die. And it was exactly how I dreamed it. Because I asked my grandma about it. So yeah, I don't need to go into details about that. Because sad, sad times. And we're talking about weird, funny stuff. We're not going to get into my sad times. Y'all don't need to hear that. I don't need to revisit that. But yeah, I have dreamt that a lot of my close people I've loved died. And I'm tired of death. No more death. (laughs) So those are some, you know... Random dream facts. Now I suppose we should get to the fun shit now. <laughs> Alright, let's get into my dreams because they're weird as hell. So I have a lot of dreams. And they're very weird and vivid, these dreams that I'm going to bring up. So, of course. Of course I got to sit there and, you know, remember them. There is actually the first one that I'm going to tell you about. I, uh, blah, blah, blah. Actually, the first one I'm going to tell you about actually wrote a short story for and I would like to actually make that into a 
an actual book and not just a short story because it's really funny, really weird. It's like a mix of reality and fantasy. And it's just so ridiculous that, you know, people like super stoned will just find it hilarious. So that will be my targeted audience for that story. <laughs> but, okay, so this dream, and it used to be my younger cousins. I don't know if you guys are listening, but y'all will know because you guys love the story of my dream. <laughs> so this one was super, super weird. I... Like, there was this darkness cloaking over the world, and <laughs> I was at a a 7-Eleven, and things weren't right. Like, there weren't really anyone there, and just, you could, behind the 7-Eleven is just this weird foresty wilderness, and just black was starting to cloak over everything. So, I should look, I haven't, have, I don't have it all written down, so I can't remember everything now, because that was like junior high <laughs> but I had to go basically save the world so there was this cat in 7-eleven I was in the bathroom and this cat appeared and it for some reason it could talk and it told me to follow it and I I was like why it's like don't ask me just follow me I'll answer your questions later and I was like okay <laughs> Who does that? Who just, I guess it's your dream, but yeah, I'm just going to follow this talking cat. Wouldn't you question your sanity? I did not. I questioned why the cat's talking, but, and why am I following it? But I still followed it. So then I got, we went out of the bathroom and it's like, hurry, hurry, it's coming. What's coming? I don't know. It didn't say. It just said the darkness is coming. <laughs> so I was like, Okay. And then we open up the back door and it just went into this wilderness. And it looked like this was before I saw Lord of the Rings. So I, but it was like that kind of forest where it's just crazy and mystical and just like old school forest. And you just get so like, yeah, so, so we're in there and like the door slammed behind me and it's like, follow me quickly. <laughs> so I had to go. And we're like trying to run from this thing, this darkness or whatever, this cat named Cornelius. His name was Cornelius the cat. He was a talking cat. And he was trying to get me away because he had to take me someplace to where I gather or I go and I will help them beat the darkness or whatever. So we had to find the dwarves first. The dwarves that lived in the trees. <laughs> they had, Like you had to, he kept trying to like, we had to knock on the tree trunks to see, like, and then if it was the right one, the door, the dwarf would open the door that was hidden in the tree. Then you go down, and then that's where the under cave dwelling of the dwarf were. So, <laughs> so but before, like, it was late, and we couldn't find the tree, so we fell asleep. I woke up to him peeing on me, and I was like, what the hell, cat? Why did you pee on me? And the cat was like, I gotta cover your scent. <laughs> Should have done this sooner. I was like... But you pissed, but you pissed on me. And the whole rest of the dream, I just held this grudge that this cat, this talking cat, Cornelius the talking cat, pissed on me. That's what I was so mad about. Not anything else. Not leaving civilization behind. Not questioning where, where this reality came from as opposed to, like, before I went to 7-Eleven. Nothing. I was pissed that this cat had peed on me. A few times too. 
I'm pretty sure at some point he just did it because it was funny and he could get away with it. Though I never was happy about him peeing on me. But yeah, so that dream, you know, got help from the dwarves to go to the next spot and yada, yada, yada. Then had to save the world and all the enchanted world or whatever from this darkness. <laughs> Funny though. When I finally meet face to face in this big epic battle, <laughs> guess who the darkness was? Okay, uh, keep in mind, I was really, I still am, I really, really love this band, and I guess my head, it just turned this main bad guy into Davy Havoc, only he was dressed like a cool, like, Lord of the Rings-esque badass guy. Yeah, so... so <laughs> So the bad guy, the darkness that came to consume the world, was Davy Havoc. <laughs> At least, looked like Davy Havoc. <laughs> In my dream, he wasn't. He was just the darkness. But it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first dream. Didn't get into all the details. It's a super long dream. Long enough that I made a story out of it. You could easily make it into a book. Because... There's so much detail and then like I have it all written down and little like cliff notes and other side notes and everything of all just all the detail. It was a fun dream. Real fun. Then I have all my, you know, alien dreams. <laughs> like some of them I discussed in the aliens episode and the Skinwalker Ranch episode. But yeah, just lots of alien dreams and I saved the world in those two for the most part. There was one, I was like five, and I was, I don't remember if I shared this one in one of, either one of the alien ones, but I was somehow in this mall on a different planet with all these different kinds of aliens, and there was this bad alien race that was going to like take over the world and ruin Earth, and I had to save Earth because I was the only human in this mall. <laughs> so weird. I don't remember anything else, but I remember that because it was like this weird mall. It was kind of like an outdoors mall, kind of like, um, what's it called? The one downtown, uh, Gateway. <laughs> only, only, you know, on a different planet with different aliens. That one was weird. I don't know why I kept dreaming about aliens, but it, in most of my dreams, actually, I try and save the world or people I love. I'll try and save them. Tell me this, people who can decode dreams. What is that? What does that mean? Is it just me being crazy? Or am I destined for better things? What? What is it? As I play with my hair extensions. Um, next one. <laughs> and this one happens a whole bunch. <laughs> so, different scenarios all the time, but it always ends the same, which is really funny. But at the time, I don't know it's going to end the same until a certain thing happens. So a lot of the times I'll start to feel like I'm being chased and I can't see who it is. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, you know, running away, fearful. And, <laughs> and then finally from the corner of my eye, it's like, it'll always be Michael Myers. <laughs> And it can be either he's chasing me or I witness him killing someone else and I'm afraid that he saw me and he'll be after me. So I run anyways. But, and every time, like clockwork, 
after being chased forever or feel like I'm being chased forever all the time <laughs> next thing I know Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street is in my dream and before anything happens like he like he just appears and then it shows me and, and then you just hear this director say cut <laughs> so so then it just like pans out from just like you know me witnessing it from my point of view to like a panoramic view of us sitting on a movie set or in a movie set and <laughs> Freddie from Nightmare on Elm Street and I are getting our makeup touched up and we just start talking about you know like stock markets and stuff every time this dream and this, the different variations of this dream happen more than anything else that I ever remember dreaming. And it's for years since I was in high school to present day. So I don't know why. I think it's really funny. I don't watch um, Friday the 13th a whole lot, like once in a while. But I do love all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Freddy is my jam. Because he's funny and ridiculous. I don't like that he's a diddler. But I really like. Like his. His way of getting people. Through dreams. <laughs> so. That is my dream. That plague me all the time. At least those ones are funny. But in the moment. They're like super scary. Because they feel real. Until you see Freddy. And then you hear the director. And then our makeup's getting touched up. <laughs> then we just talk about the stock market. <laughs> I don't know anything about the stock market. Besides, I should probably get into that shit. But I don't. So suck it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I also have some dreams that someone is actually following me. And it's so real and scary. And sometimes I do get kidnapped. But then I wake up. <laughs> so some of those are very unnerving, but I don't get those very often. I have a few times recently, but that's because shit happens in life. And I think that's just how my brain is like working out those detoxing kinks of the stuff that happened by going through that way, which they kind of go hand in hand, not fully, but doesn't make sense to you, but it does to me. And I am rambling. So there you go world. Yeah. Those are my dreams. I want to hear your scariest dreams, your scariest night terrors, your scariest nightmares, your happy dreams, your funny dreams, your weird dreams, any dreams that inspire you to do anything. I want to hear it. We all want to hear it. Let's share. Let's discuss. Let's analyze. Let's get nerdy up in here. All of the things. So world, since this is all dream related, what are your favorite movies that are, you know, dream related like Nightmare on Elm Street or Inception like what what dreams are you into I want to know I want to hear both are great for different reasons but I haven't seen all the different dreamy movies I just know of those ones all right this seems so weird by myself but my playlist for this week is my special dream playlist that makes me think of all the dreams that I can remember ever. 
And I've had some weird dreams. I just don't remember them because I didn't write them down. And they didn't stick out quite as much as the ones I'd mentioned. But here is my song list for this week's episode of Dreams. So, the first song of this playlist, of course, Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams. It's eerie. It's catchy. It's a good time. And it's old school. For a little new school, different, you know, style of music. The next one is going to be Doja Cat, Love to Dream. That one's for your, you know, nice, pleasant dreams. Maybe it's about the guy you've been, guy or girl, you or gal, <laughs> not necessarily girl, no diddlers, <laughs> but, you know, for a dude or a chick that you fancy, like, it's a nice, cute, lovey-dovey one. Very easygoing, catchy as well. Gotta love Doja Cat. I like her a lot. Next, we're gonna jump into some orgy fiction, dreams, and digital. Love that song too. So catchy. I don't even know if orgy's still around, but I love them. I don't remember if I put this song on a list before. I don't know. But here it is if it is again. There we go. There you go. Next. If we're following the very first Family Values Tour, we're going to go with Corn Adidas. All day I dream about sex. That's for all y'all dirty birds having them wet dreams and whatnot. If it's been a while, or if it hasn't even been yet, but your body's like, it needs to happen. There you go. There's your dream for that. That's real catchy too. Very short. So you can like hurry and listen to it if you're younger before your mom or dad comes in or if you're at work and want something catchy real fast and you don't have headphones hurry and listen to it but be careful of those karens and those chads in that workplace they'll just squeal on you because they'll be like that's inappropriate for the workplace and that's when you're like shut up karen or chad or jeff next on the list of course you know because it goes with aliens and my love of her back in the day which I still like her old stuff, but Miss Mariah Carey, Dream Lover, because, you know, Dream Lover, come rescue me. Yeah, sometimes I still feel like that. <laughs> come and rescue me. <laughs> then, get into my favorite Aerosmith song, Dream On. Oh, I love that song so much. I don't know the age demographic that we are attracting right now but if you have not heard it it is a classic it's divine dream on by earl smith go take a ganda go listen youtube it or spotify it or amazon it or you know itunes it whatever just go check them out now we're gonna get into ice nine kills who I'm going to see in March with Motionless and White. And I don't know about the others. I don't remember. But those are the two I care about. <laughs> but American Nightmare. Which is a song about Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> so double whammy. Love Ice Nine Kills. Love Nightmare on Elm Street. Perfect for this podcast. Yes. Thanks boys who aren't listening. I love your shit. You're very awesome lives. And now we're going to go to one of my favorite 
favorite bands growing up, especially for this kind of genre and the lead vocals, is one of my idols, Miss Debbie Harry. So the band Blondie, Dreaming, it's a good catchy fun song. Yeah, it's nice and bubbly. Love it, live it, enjoy it. Next we're gonna we're gonna bust out some Fiona Apple, Sleep to Dream. Oh, the music in it is just like, bam. I like it because it's ominous and with her like cutthroat vocals is just like, bam, because she's got like, you know, her own style and it just fits the music and I love it. So yeah, sleep to dream. All you youngsters go listen to Fiona Apple. Shadow Boxer's cool. Sleep to dream. Criminal. It's like was edgy at the time now it's just old but great <laughs> and now we're gonna get to the very last one my all-time favorite one on this whole list because i'm a disney kid and sleeping beauty is like one of my favorite disney movies for the disney princess realm love sleeping beauty Although the real actual story of Sleeping Beauty is really messed up. And I don't know why I still like it. But I like the real old school actual fairy tales. I love the Disney renditions because they're happy, sweet, and packaged with a bow. The other ones are dark and horrifying. And I'm going to cover them on an episode because, you know, that's what I do. Sleeping Beauty. Disney, I love you. I've always loved you since I was young and I would annoy my family with watching repeatedly the, all the Disney movies, especially the Disney princess ones, because I was a ninja princess growing up. Hell yeah. Grew up on martial arts and Disney movies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and terrible 80s action movies. I'm looking at you, Steven Seagal. I'm looking at you, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm looking at you, Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of those I probably should not have watched as a child. Like, none of us kids should have because they're like, Hello, sex. Hello, violence. That's okay, though. I balanced it out with my obsession with Disney. <laughs> That's why I'm so weird now, probably. But yeah. Anyways, so, my very last song. My most favorite song. One of my favorite Disney songs from any movie. Um, Once Upon a Dream, performed by Mary Costa and Bill Shirley. Oh, that one's always been my favorite. I know you. I walked with you once upon a dream. Yeah, that's my motive, man. No, that's not my motive. I can't words. My head is starting to hurt. <laughs> that's my gem. I would like a guy who knew me once upon a dream. And I knew him in Once Upon a Dream. Like, and I've had dreams, like I met a, the man of my dreams, but I've never, apparently, according to these dream facts, I have seen his face before, but I haven't. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's truly the face that is will be, that is will be, whoo, I don't even know if that will truly be the face of a man if I ever find a man that will like me so much that he knew me once upon a dream <laughs> but that'd be great surprise surprise you never know what the universe is gonna throw your way 
besides lots of terrible things this week, universe. You've crapped on me this week. Can we, you know, like, boost it up a notch, bring in that positive energy and those positive vibes, change it around? I know we all have shitty times, but I'm tired of that. This week was real rough. Miss people. Miss things. Miss someone real dear to my heart. See you on the other side, my friend. All right. Enough of this dreary, drolly sadness. Let's get into this week's Silver Fox. <sighs> Ooh, any guesses? He has been in a dream movie that I may or may not have mentioned. It's a great movie. It's always, like, always brought up when it comes to, like, crazy abstract movies and whatnot. <laughs> You know what I forgot to bring up before we mentioned the silver fox? Lucid dreaming. I skipped that part of my notes. Lucid dreaming. Let's reel this back into some, you know, dream stuff. <laughs> Lucid dreaming. It's like, was a, a thing before that scientists were like, meh, I don't think that can happen. But now there's studies saying, yeah, shit, shit, son. You can control your dreams. They have done studies. It's legit now. It's science. <laughs> so yeah, you can lose a dream. You can train yourself to do it. I'm too lazy for that because when I sleep, I just want to sleep. I don't want to try and be a dream warrior like in, oh my god, Nightmare on Elm Street. They were the ones behind all the lucid dreaming. <laughs> That's the only way you could beat Freddy. Lucid dreams. You have to control your dreams. And then bring him into real life. <laughs> yep. Anyways. So yeah. Lucid dreaming. Have you ever tried lucid dreaming? Were you successful at it? Have you wanted to try? I want to know. Message us. We need to know this. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get back into this week's silver fox mm -hmm. who do we have this week Kara well I will tell you Kara this week's silver fox is Ken Watanabe who is Ken Watanabe I will tell you he is in many amazing films you probably didn't even realize you saw it a lot of them are quite nerdy half of them are you know the cool martial arts shit or even tv series he's in a lot of tv series too mostly martial arts and stuff but then also in some kick-ass movies that all y'all geeky peeps knew or have seen and one chick flicky drama drama thing that I actually do like because I'm obsessed with geishas he's in this too so this week's hunky fox he's been a crush of mine for quite a long time or since the early 2000s. Since the first time I saw him in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I could care less about Tom Cruise, but Mr. Ken as Katsumoto. Oh my god, I don't even remember if that's how I say your name. But I fell in love with you, sir. You were beautiful and amazing and graceful and such a badass. 
I love your voice too. I'm very into voices and whoo, your voice, sir, huh, gives me the vapors. So saw you in that and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was entranced with you. Then when I saw you as one of the books that I truly love and things I absolutely love, you were the chairman in Memoirs of a Geisha. My God, that movie, that book. I read that book first. Holy cow. So I, as some of you know, not all of you do, because most of you don't know me anymore, because we have more than 12 listeners. Hey, all the newbies. Thanks, all you old schoolies. But I am obsessed with geishas. I was probably geisha my other life, my other life, my other life, because I just love geishas so much. I don't know why I can't explain it. Just love it. Love, love me some geishas and shit. <laughs> I have a zombie geisha tattoo on my arm. Yup, that's how much I love me some geishas. Anyway, he was the chairman in the ga- memoirs of a geisha. Oh my god, I wanted to be her so bad because I was like, oh, she gets the chairman in the end. Okay, for the record, that's one of the few chick flicks that I really like. But it's more because of like the culture and all the other stuff immersed in than just, you know, your stupid chick flicky things that I'm never into because I think they're dumb. <laughs> There's also explosions in this one. So, you know, yay. It's not for everyone. Some people got bored of it, but because I was so into it, I enjoyed it. But also because, you know, the eye candy of the chairman. You are amazing. But that's what cemented my love for you. <laughs> Let us not forget, you're also in all these awesome shows. Like, you know, Batman Begins, Godzilla, The Dark Knight, Thor Ragnarok, Transformers Age of Extinction. Extinction. I haven't seen that one. Because, like, I only like the first one or two Transformers. Mostly just the first one. Godzilla versus King Kong. Sorry, I had to. Godzilla versus King Kong. I hadn't seen that until like a month or two ago. I like it. It's good. But I also love Godzilla. Any Godzilla movie grew up on that terrible stuff. And now it's like super cool. Love you, Godzilla. <laughs> I love you, Ken. You're great in all these movies. Yes. <laughs> so, most importantly, though, because this ties into the podcast and the movie. That ties this topic of the podcast in is Inception. He is in Inception. Now, maybe those Inception fans will have an idea of what he looks like. If not, give him Goog. I mean, I'll post his picture on social media. But Ken, Ken Watanabe, your dashing smile, your dapper face, your badassery in martial arts and nerdfest movies just really call to me. They appease not only my eyes, but also my mind. I love your soul. And I'm very happy to announce you, Mr. Ken Watanabe, are this week's Silver Fox. You're gorgeous and your badassery made you number one this week. Hell yeah. You will be hot till the end of time. I don't care. I don't care how old and weathered you get. You will be beautiful and I will enjoy you and all of your many characters. Thank you.
for your service of acting and entertaining us. Thanks. Well, guys, I've covered pretty much all of this week's topic as I throw my paper around and you can hear me screwing around. Weaving my papers. Weaving my papers. So, what did you think? I still want to know. All your thoughts on dreams. The kind of dream you've had. What kind of feelings you get. Do you have night terrors? I want to hear. I want to know. Do you sleepwalk? I want to know all that shit. Yeah. Do you like Lord of the Rings? Because I look like an elf right now. Hell yeah. For all of y'all who aren't from America that listen to our podcast, don't be shy. Come find us. Come hit us up. Come message us. We'd love to hear from you. If you want us to cover anything from your end, we are more than welcome to do it. It doesn't have to just be places in Utah. We'll do other stuff too. That's just, we like a challenge. So we cover mostly Utah stuff, but not everything's Utah. So we want to hear from you. We want to cover other things. We want to have you on the show or read your stories for whatever topics. We love it. Love crowd participation. So world, all y'all sexy, ghastly ghouls and beaches. Just kidding. You're not beaches. Well, some of you probably are, but you sexy vixens and awesome ghastly ghouls. Till next time. What am I going to cover next time? I'm all alone. Mm, I might cover a cold case. One that I've been dying to cover. Or there's also a suggestion for a Salt Lake serial killer. One I hadn't even heard of. Maybe I'll cover him. Maybe. And it might be time again soon to cover another crazy ridiculous side of the Mormons. I don't know. You have many things coming up that I might cover. And there's going to be a fun one that I'm going to cover with Miss Marty Party. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do next week. But till then, enjoy. If you are starting to listen now, you should check out some of the older stuff. We've gotten better since the very first episode. I promise. Except for this one feels like I'm doing the very first episode all over again. Only I'm by myself and that's why it feels weird. But yeah, I don't have anyone to go on super crazy tangent trains with. I'm sure I'll get there with some of these subjects. But till then, ciao for now. So Mary. Yes, Kara. Where can they find us? Our listeners can find us at 801-40-CCULT on Twitter Instagram or Facebook and if they are so bold as to email us they may do so at 801-4-COLT-VIX-V-I-X at gmail.com so make sure you follow us make sure you interact with us and make sure you keep listening to us and spread us like the plague like the COVID